Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about Love, Laugh, Lich by Kate Pryor. This was published in 2021 and is a novella about a girl who is working for the Dark Lord. Yes, it is the first in a series. It's the first in the Claws and Cubicles series. So there you go. Really interesting premise that I cannot imagine making a romance novel about. I would love to be in Kate Pryor's brain and be like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, this book is, I mean, we're going to talk about it to you. It is a novella, so we're not going to spend, this won't be a like, really long episode, but I, I think this book is worth checking out. Honestly, I really do. It was really fun and unique. Yep. Okay. I don't know that I'd say it's sexy. Like, I think we've read sexier novellas. It is sexy-ish. Ish. We're, we're, I mean, we will, we're going to talk about it in length. <laughs> we're going to talk about it at length. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's erotic. It's explicit. It's, ex- let's go with that one. It's explicit. It's explicit and it, it may be sexy to some people. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. All right. So, uh, the book jacket. Some people have monsters for a boss, but not everyone has an undead necromancer lord at the office. Lily has been the lich's secretary ever since his evilness took over the company. She loves her job, but she's got some questions about her boss. Like, what's under that cloak of ever billowing? Her wondering intensifies when one day the lich needs something from her that isn't just scheduling appointments, but a shiver. He needs it for a spell, but it feels like it crosses a line from their usual workplace banter. After her contributions to his dark rituals become more than OSHA compliant, she starts to contemplate whether the Lich Lord returns her feelings or still only sees her as his secretary. Lily may have given him her body, but he never asked for her heart. (laughs) Sure. It's fine. And here's the thing. You may be reading this jacket and be like oh my god how the hell did like a dark lord take over a comp like what in the world you never get any answers to that you just no. have to buy it so i think the way that this jacket does it with like it just presents it as fact works really well because that's the way the book does it too yes uh all right so we generated a random number this is a novella so we generated it out of 25 and the number we got was 12 so lane kick us off don't you hate bosses who keep you guessing about their corporeal form? I do. <laughs> All right, here's my Lily's working for the man every day. Make that the necromancer lord. Okay, I think we both get at the same thing, which is that this book tries to take something really relatable, like being in a workplace where you're stressed out about like the internal politicking and the personality of your boss and then turns it into an actual like dark lord thing Mm -hmm. and it's funny it actually made me think of the movie that's coming out with nicholas cage and nicholas holt i have not even heard of this it's like renfield or renfred uh but basically nick cage is some sort of all-powerful vampiric whatever who and nicholas holt is his assistant who uses the powers given to him by Nick Cage to do good in the world, but in a way that pisses Nick Cage off. Okay. That makes sense. Cause Renfield is the, the, the guy in the mental institution in Dracula. Yes. So Renfield. So, um, 
anyway, I think there's something going on in not just romance novel land, but like fiction in general right now, which is taking what would be like generic office comedies and giving them a supernatural twist. And then this also gives it a sexy twist. Yes. Ish. So the tropes, I mean, these are very common contemporary romance tropes that we do not read a lot of because to us, like, we don't want to read about an office romance, right? But that's what this is. This is an office romance. This is a CEO secretary romance. Yes. You know, which normally I would be like, no, thank you. Right. But he's a lich lord. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll read it. And there are no scenes outside of the office. These are not complexly imagined characters with rich exterior lives. These are office drones fucking each other. And it's like, all right, fun. Yeah. And the fact that HR gets involved, like, it's just, it's really fun. The HR, yes, yes. That's what made this book for me. I will talk about it more, but yeah. Um, And then, yeah, she fucks up at work. Is Is it her or is it him? One of them fucks up. Well, I think it's sort of, she feels responsible for what goes wrong. And so, obviously, the way to fix that must be sexy. Yes. Uh, So, this is a monster romance. Lane, you have read the Ice Planet Barbarians romance. You've read the I Married a Lizard Man romance. And you read Morning Glory and Milking Farm. Those are, like, your only... Experiences with monster romance, right? So, how did you think this book compared to those? Very different. Mm-hmm. This one is clearly playing up laughs and like parallels to modern society and modern office culture as its primary objective. And I think the fact that the Lich Lord is described physically, but not in anything that's like even remotely recognizable. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, his whole situation, I don't even think can be described as dildo y. It's, no! it's totally bizarre. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was interesting. Like, I want to be very deliberate about how I say this. I don't think the Lich Lord was meant to be hot mm-hmm. in the way the blue aliens or the centaur or mm-hmm. the lizard people were meant to be hot. Yeah. Like, that's not to say that leaning into the weirdness of the bestiality isn't an absolute component here, because it is. But I think the satire is actually way more to the forefront than we've seen. Yes. I, I think that's the best part about this book is that. Kate Pryor is mapping corporate culture to like evil reign. Like basically she's saying, you know, capitalism is kind of like a necromancer, you know? (laughs) And the fact that she then throws in boning your boss is almost like the absurd cherry on top. Yes. And it's making you say like, you think the rest of this is absurd. There are parallels to modern capitalism and every other part of this. So I'm just going to put the cherry on top of she fucks the dark Lord. Exactly. This is more of a social commentary than erotica, but it was really fucking funny. Exactly. And like, she's telling her friend Janice in HR, right? Which I feel like that's how you have to say that name. Oh, I was talking to Janice in HR. 
Well, and I think it's really funny because the few other workplace offices, the few other workplace romances we've dabbled in reading, there's always that HR conflict and it's usually played so seriously. Mm-hmm. And to have Janice playing it so straight mm-hmm. while Lily was so not was hilarious. Well, I love how she's like, oh my God, you you gave him a shiver. She's like, Jesus Christ. She's like, did you tell the union? She's like, oh my God, you're not even in the union. Well, that's a problem. Well, like, even she's like, oh my God, he needs a shiver. He needs a first kiss. He needs a sexual thing for a spell. How does he harvest it? You never know. Don't ask. But she's like, oh my God, I'm totally shouldn't do this, but I'm going to go through the contractor files and see how many other girls he's done this with. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, and then she sees he doesn't even use the shiver, and she's like, what the fuck? Was he lying to me this whole time? Did I mean nothing to him? I gave him this shiver, and then he just leaves it on the shelf. <laughs> like, did he not want to tell me that it wasn't usable? What the fuck? It just it just worked so well to me, right? Like, all these moments that you do encounter in, like, daily office life work so well. And I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, it points out to you, like, what kind of a fucked up world we are living in, right? I think one of my favorite moments, and I think there's just no way to talk about this without some spoilers for this stuff. But so like, I guess be warned because I don't know how to censor this. She gets a hit on by someone else who works at the office. And rather than it creating like an unprofessional dynamic and a report to HR, the Dark Lord opens up a hole in the floor and sends the guy to like another dimension. (laughs) Like, gives a whole new meaning to the word fired. And everyone else is like, oh, my God, that was an emotional response. You're going to get in so much trouble. And the fact that the Dark Lord is, like, trying to adhere to this corporate culture, oh. it was just fucking hilarious. Exactly. It's like, like, just after that, she goes, oh, my God, that could be a wrongful uh, wrongful separation lawsuit. And he was like, no, it won't. And she was like, that's not the point. She goes, maybe it is the point. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. So funny. It and was like, hilarious. It is so over the top, and yet also so every day, it worked so well. So how did you think it compared? Because I think you've read more monster romance than I have. Yeah, I I think what I liked about this one more than I like about the others, a lot of the other monster romance wants you to take it seriously, right? And sure, there are funny parts, I the other times that we've talked about monster romance, we've talked about like what what's the appeal of a monster romance, right? And I think we've talked about how in these cases the men are monstrous on the outside. So you see what the flaws are, and then once you get to know them, you're like, oh, they're actually a nice person, right? Rather than today's dating world, which is they look nice on the outside, but then you get to know them and they're a piece of shit. So here, though, I I feel like it served a different purpose, which was not a, like, he's sexy because he's a monster, right? And instead, it played up this, this is corporate culture. This is what you're participating in. You're making the same kind of compromises that Lily is making working for a dark lord. Yeah. Um. So for me, this is one of the most successful monster romances, in my opinion, that I have read. That said, clearly there are a lot of people reading monster romances for the sexiness. Yep. So I don't, we are the wrong audience to have that conversation. Yes. But I think if that's what you get out of monster romances, this may not work as much for you. 
Yeah, I mean, it really depends. It really depends. Yeah. Uh, content warnings. I mean, <laughs> everything we've discussed. I mean, yes. I feel like in a normal, like, boss secretary moment, they'd be like, well, there's a power differential, and she reports to him. But, like, also he murders people and throws them into the pits of hell. There's like, he sacrifices. Like, this wasn't just a corporate merger. This was, like, an acquisition of dominion over the world. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Um, and all that stuff is played for laughs. So, I don't know. If that would bother you, you probably don't want to read this book. Yeah, I think that the content warning here is more about, if everything about what we've just said is like, why the fuck would I read that? Skip this yeah, book. Then don't read not it. The, not based on content warnings, but just based on if you don't want to read, like, a satire of capitalism involving basically Satan, <laughs> who then fucks his secretary. What are you doing here? Uh, all right, let's talk about the monster sex ship. <laughs> she walks in on him without his robe, which you you never know why exactly he's not wearing his robe, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> because normally he wears this robe that makes him feel like non-corporeal like it's just a billowing robe in the wind you know so and it also makes him much smaller than he is without the robe so she walks in on him and he looks he's just very bestial right he's got a lion's head also with horns on it and you know a monstrous body but most importantly i think what we need to tell you is that he has three dicks they are stacked on top of each other. Yes. And they appear to serve different functions. Yes. And yes, one can go in each hole and the other can stimulate the surface. Yeah. But they can also all... It's a situation. It's, it's a situation. It's it's a dick sitch. <laughs> it's a dick situation. I thought it was interesting because I think it was hilarious. Like it yes. wasn't it wasn't sexy to be like his other dick is touching my butt. Like it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then the other dick is like a tentacle thing that's like sucks. It's a clit sucker. It's the yeah. clit sucker attachment on every vibrator that is good. There you go. That's what it is. She's like, okay, that one's not too long, but that one's kind of long. I don't know. What's that going to do? And I'm like, you you should know what that's going to do, Lily. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's it's extremely obvious. I mean, she's not dumb. She does figure it out, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> it just, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's even the slightest bit of, like, trying to sell you a love story, let alone something sexy. Like, he has no characterization. He's an insecure boss who's fucking his secretary, and he happens to be, like, the root of all evil and casting spells, but that's all you know. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't need, you don't get to know either of them outside of work, right? Right. At all. Right. But, I mean, he does fall in love with her at the end and gives her his heart. In a box. <laughs> or maybe it's just his organs. Maybe he doesn't even have a heart, but he gives her his internal organs. I was thinking of it more as like the horcrux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of it as the, you know, it's the um 
the Russian monster who keeps his heart in a box far away, the yes. Russian sorcerer. But I, but I feel like when we review Mintar or aliens or lizard people, like you're meant to find the sex scene sexy. Yes. I don't think you are here. I, you know, I don't know if you are or not. I didn't, but that didn't bother me about this book. Agreed. I found the sex scenes hilarious. Yes, exactly. And I felt like I, like, I don't, I, I felt like I was laughing with the author, not at the author. Like, yes. It, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making fun of this book. I think that's what makes this so different. This is not a monster romance. This is not a monster love story. This is using like romance tropes to criticize capitalism. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I, I, I read this book because Kate Pryor, so she wrote um, a historical romance novella, which was cute. I enjoyed it. And then um, I like, after I finished it, you know, Kindle was like, hey, you want to read this one? And I was like, Love, Laugh, Lich. That sounds funny. And I was like, why not? I've got a spare hour. And I was like, what is this genius? <laughs> it was so funny. Jen, it was, it was hilarious. So it, it is hilarious. It's really funny. Like, this book is going to get five stars, you know? Right. I don't think it's what, it's not our bread and butter. We're no. not reviewing this on the scale of, is this a good romance? No, but was it an exceptionally fun way to spend 45 minutes? This was a, a perfect execution of what it was. I don't know how to describe what it was succinctly. You've just listened to 20 minutes of us telling you what it was. But based purely on adherence to concept, five stars. Like, honestly, I I, I had so much fun reading this book. So... There you go. Thank I you guys know. so much for listening. Like, I got love. nothing else. Yeah. We'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, and check us out around the internet wherever you find plot trists.